everyone, Dave here. Thanks for coming along to another episode of Legends of the Spy. Great to have you with us. Uh, whether you're listening uh, on wherever you get your podcasts or watching on YouTube, this is the podcast that speaks to the former players uh, of Chesterfield Football Club, but also the fans as well. I should be back next week uh, with some former players. Uh, lots of them want to record at the end of the current playing season because they're with clubs, but we have got a few uh, that I'm recording this week and next. So uh, looking forward to getting them back out and get up to that 50 recorded episodes with former players. Uh, but in the meantime, I have the Spy Rights Rights boys with me this week. Spy Rights Rights is a podcast uh, created by Chesterfield fans for Chesterfield fans, very much uh, about the current events that are happening at the club uh, with previews of matches and reviews after they happen. And also just commentary on things that are happening, of which this season there have been many things happening, as you know. We had a chat about starting a podcast, the highs and lows of it being a Chesterfield podcast, uh, and also which players they think will be the legends and villains of tomorrow that are in the current squad. So interesting to get their thoughts. You can find them on Spy Rights Right uh, on all social media channels. They've built up a really good community there, so please do go and give them a follow. And as always, I am at Spy Legends on the same social media channels, so find us on uh, things like Twitter and Instagram and Legends of the Spy on Facebook too. But here we are with the latest episode as I caught up with the guys from Spy Rights Right. How did your podcast begin then? So, um, yeah, so we've had a website for um, for longer than we've had a podcast, actually. It all started with a meeting in a pub where all good things start between uh, me and Oxley. And um, yeah, we decided that we wanted to do something for Chesterfield fans by Chesterfield fans. Um, and it sort of all spiralled on from there. And then probably during sort of May time 2020 was when it all really kicked off with the podcast during lockdown when we didn't really have a lot else going on uh, we wanted to do something to sort of take up our time um, during lockdown and yeah we, we just did the podcast and we really enjoyed doing them didn't we lads I mean yeah. we wouldn't still be here we wouldn't still be here if we didn't enjoy it um, it's a yeah it's it's a bit crazy because usually in life I'm not the kind of person who's very good at committing to doing something every week but with the podcast it's just a bit of a it's a bit of a no-brainer, really, because we, we do all really enjoy doing it, and we've had some really good times recording odds down the years. We get to speak to some interesting people, like like yourself, Dave. Um, and obviously, we're all passionate about Chesterfield as well, so it's nice to be able to have a sort of space to rant every week when being able to be let us down. <laughs> Did you ever expect anyone to listen to it? No. Uh, when, when we set it up, we were genuinely happy with... I think the target was ten listeners. That 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 was the aim, and I I don't know, but I think the first episode surpassed that, and we went, oh, we might be on something here, and then we just carried on doing it, and here we are, nearly a hundred episodes later. I think we're on like ninety now. Oh, it's ninety-five, ninety-five, or last one, like that, and we're just still doing it. People still listen, and until someone, until the day comes where nobody else listens we'll, we'll keep doing it it's, it's funny isn't it because when i started mine i i thought about doing a podcast and then i asked jamie hewitt and jamie hewitt said yes and i didn't actually think about it beyond that at all so i i recorded the interview with him and then i edited it and, and it was only after i published it that i thought oh actually i might have to do more than one um 
did you ever think did you start it thinking you were going to do it as a weekly thing or was it just to see what happens um, no, I, I think it was always a plan to do it every week, wasn't it? Um, that's kind of how we started. I mean, we did have a few episodes. I think the first three or four episodes were back in the John Pemberton era, I want to say. Um, then obviously he got sacked and um, not all that long after that, COVID happened uh, and then we, we picked it back up again. Um, and then after that, it's been pretty much every single week since. So we, we had like one or two episodes and a, a break of like a year and we started up again, if you know what I mean. But since then... Yeah, it's been every week, and uh, we haven't really looked back, have we? Yeah, because if you look on all the names of our original podcasts, like the first 10, they're all like just like Notts County Away or Willstone at Home, and we're just going to name them after, the, you know, as we do in the pod now, we watch the game, talk about the game after, and it, we, we just try and come across as three people in a pub after a game who moan about the football match that they've just watched. And when we, like we said, when we set it up, it was just moaning. You know, there weren't a good, there weren't a good thing happening in any matches that we watched. It's funny actually because I was going to ask uh, whether how you talk about Chesterfield footballs has changed now that you know it is going out. Now that you are in essence broadcasting about footballers, like you can't go and say, you know, I always pick on Robbie Weir, poor Robbie Weir, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I remember being quite uh, vociferous about Robbie Weir, but now if if I'd probably be less so because I thought because well obviously for my podcast I think one day I might get Robbie Weir on, um, <laughs> so I better not say anything horrible now about him. That's looking less likely. Um, but do you find it with yours? Because obviously you have that notion that some players might listen to it at some point, even if it's just a little snippet of it, and then pass things on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have, we've got a funny story about that, actually, because uh, I, I put my mobile number on our Facebook page uh, and we actually got a text from Hayden Hollis um, about the podcast. because I think we'd been slagging him off for a few weeks when we were in a bad run of form. Uh, and we just got a text off Hay- of Hayden saying, no, uh, cheers, lads, for your support in that last podcast. But um, it, it does get on your, on your brain a little bit when people are slagging you off in the media. So, I mean, that was a real eye-opener for us as to, wait a minute, the players actually do listen. And when we spoke to Tom Benders, he says that there are a few members of the playing staff who, who do listen to the podcast. So I'd say that, yeah, definitely don't want to completely rip into players because they might be listening and you don't want to, like, destroy the confidence, do you? So. Yeah. I genuinely think the, the only player which we've ever slaughtered is Oli Soderberg. And anyone only has to read our Twitter feed to know my opinion on Ali Soderberg. Because if you nine times out of ten, if you read one of our tweets, it's done by me. So I'm fair game. He's the only one where I just say worst player, worst everything. A bit like Jason Lee on Soccer AM when he's talking about Chesterfield. He's <laughs> like worst player, worst place, worst dressing room. He's he's the only one who fits. Well, you've got to try and get him on for the hundredth episode. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> mentioned earlier well you mentioned you played for it's actually it was 18 different clubs some of them twice so you 21 in total so we thought that we play club mates with you it's like teammates but the questions are about your old clubs okay so this is it's kind of quick fire you know um so we start off with if the clubs that you played for who had the best changing room oh that's you know watford Worst changing room, specifically worst, the worst showers. Worst changing room, worst stadium, worst everything, Chesterfield. <laughs> okay, 
worst everything. That's the end of the item. Uh, right. Who's... Why? Why? What was it was. It was horrible. The old sort of gay. It was disgusting. When I when I signed for them, they you know they they bought me on a premise that you guess what we're going to get a new stadium. You know you're the record signing. We're going to move to this. I didn't see the new stadium. It was just horrible. <laughs> Who served up the best food? Um, Forest. Okay. Worst food. Worst food. Chesterfield. <laughs> Uh, where have you been that's had the best nightlife, best night out? Um, oh, I don't know. I'd say Ilkeston. Wow, I've never been out of Ilkeston. <laughs> no, not in them. I'd say not in them. Yeah. Um, worst, ni worst nightlife? Oh, Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I think I'll just echo what, what the other two have said, really. I think, generally speaking, it makes you think more about the players' mindsets that it definitely has for me. It's made me think a lot more about what the players might be going through. Um, it's made me almost humanise them a bit more in my head because I think I feel like as football fans, we do have a bit of a tendency sometimes to dehumanise, especially referees who get a lot of abuse. And I, I'll admit, I'm the first person who um, should be slagged off for that because, yeah, the one on Monday, I really I tore into him, it has to be said. Um, but you know, I think. You realise when it's your own players and they are listening that they are human beings and they've got lives outside of football. And I think that's a really important thing to sort of just bear in mind when you're saying things, you know what I mean? Because you, you, you've got to put yourself in their shoes and think, if I was listening to a podcast about me, what would I want people to say? And I think if people were slagging me off, I'd really not like that. So it really, it, it definitely does have an impact for sure on what, what you say. I remember when uh, Drew Talbot, I was speaking to him on... On, on mine and he was talking about the penalty conceded at it Forest Green Rovers or something like that. the season we went down from League Two and he mm -hmm. was like you know it's just frustration and then you watch it back on the video and you can like see him like on the deck after giving that penalty away and kind of what he was going through and you do kind of start to realise that actually I'm no doubt some of them live it more than others and some of them care more than others that's only human but you do realise it's probably not necessarily the career it's cut out to be. There's so many players that talk about, you know, oh, you know, I got to that point in my career and I couldn't be bothered to go to training. I couldn't be bothered to do matches. And you think you're a professional footballer. You shouldn't be saying things like that. But I suppose you do like in any career, get to that point, don't you? I just like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. But it's, it's nice when you've got players that are likeable, isn't it? We seem to have a likeable bunch of players now, which is, makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we've got a lot of characters in the current playing squad, haven't we? Uh, like Gavin Gunning, for example, uh, who just comes across like absolutely mental enjoying the game. I'm excited night out or, or something like that. And um, every, everyone in the squad seems so so friendly. I mean, you know, Tom Denton as well. When we spoke to him, he's he's a proper proper friendly bloke. He had pl plenty of uh, funny stories to tell. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of good characters in the squad. So uh, am I right, in Tom? Tom. Tom, not a Tom, other Tom. <laughs> yeah, run the, run the Twitter and stuff. Yes, I am the one behind the Twitter so, account. So I wondered what you'd learned about the Chesterfield support since you started it, because obviously you get then a lot of people giving you feedback. You become like a voice <laughs> after defeats and things like that. What have you learned about Chesterfield fans that you that you didn't know? Don't do player ratings anymore. <laughs> uh, they went after a few weeks. Uh, Facebook put an end to them. I think I, I think Matt and Tom were there. I think at one week I put one, and I got twenty comments, and I think everyone just called me an idiot. 
<laughs> Genuinely. It was like, who does these? Who, who's this idiot? Uh, so I, what I've learned is don't do player reviews anymore because it's, it's not worth the backlash. But you, you do see, well, you see it in the likes and the retweets, actually. If we're doing well, they go up. If we're not doing so well, they go down. You, you see it in the replies. You get you just get more interactions. Normally, if we're actually doing bad, more than we're doing good. It's weird, really, but yeah, you do see it. You do see the ebb and flow of the season a lot more running the Twitter account and just being that voice that, or that brick wall that people can scream into <laughs> after a defeat or, or you know, scream in joy if you win. Yeah, it must be quite nice to be, just be a like a, a bit of an additional outlet to all of the official club stuff because obviously yeah. the official stuff, club stuff can. It's obviously uh, got a certain narrative to it because it's run by the club. They can't say certain things, and that's mm. fair enough. So it, it must be feel quite nice that you've built an audience that then uh, you can kind of do what you want with it in a way. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think I think we get away with everything apart from swear. I don't think I've ever sworn on a tweet, and that's the policy. That's the only rule in the podcast, as well as you can say anything, do anything, just don't swear. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, it is it's good. I do have a I do have digital marketing background. I do marketing as a living. So this the Twitter account is more of a hobby yeah. than anything else. So I just do it for a bit of fun, like you said. And as you can see, that gift that I put out halfway through the Halifax game, for example, I'm the John Coleman going, you know, I've fallen out of love with the game. <laughs> and genuinely, that moment I was. I discuss into Tom going, I'm playing cricket next Saturday. I ain't going to watch Dover. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I had gone at that point. I'm like, please get picked for the cricket team so I don't have to go and watch. <laughs> so we'll go to Tom A. So any favourite yeah. moments on the podcast? I'm guessing the Tom Denton was a was a highlight, but any any kind of big highlights of podcast times? Yeah, we had a period a while back where pretty much every week or every other week we'd get on fans of opposition clubs and uh, in doing that we've met some really interesting people it has to be said um, we, we've done a couple of collabs now with Glover's Cast the, the Overall Town podcast and uh, they're a great bunch of lads to be honest like whenever, whenever we go on with them we have a laugh and a really interesting conversation normally uh, so I'd, I'd say more, more of a general rather than like specific highlights I'd say just going on with fans of other clubs and um, doing the interview pieces as well uh, obviously like when we had Tom Denton on or I know Matt did one with Will Evans a while back as well, that kind of thing. I, I think that that's, it's sort of a way to bring a different side of the game to to our listeners, if you know what I mean. And I, I really um, appreciate the opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed going on the Chelsea one. The Chelsea one was good fun. But they get like a ridiculous amount of listeners. It's like tens of thousands or something you like. How do you do this? You'd <laughs> be freaking, wouldn't you? <laughs> they're all very professional <laughs> in what they're doing. You're like, wow. Uh, but I mean, I, I felt in a little bit of a way they were kind of pitying me in a way because they were like giving me a, a, a round of applause at the end for coming on talking about Chester. It's like, don't oh, do it. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but they were very nice. And uh, yeah, so it is nice, isn't it? I, I've struggled with. Because on my kind of Twitter account and stuff, there's obviously a lot of podcasts of other clubs, but you find if you follow a lot of podcasts from other clubs, you get a lot of, the timeline can just be full of Stockport have scored another goal. Aren't Stockport great? 
Oh, all that's not <laughs> cool. No, I'm just like, so I had to get to the point where I unfollowed a few podcasts because my timeline was just becoming less chesty. It was you. It and was you that they were tweeting them. about. <laughs> <laughs> you upset them. I think I did upset them. Just because sometimes, like, and I followed, like, the Notts County one at some point and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, sometimes it just gets a bit much, like, seeing too much alternative content. I just wanted to see Chesterfield stuff. So I probably up, upset them, maybe, the Stockport one. I'm sure they'll get over it. They're going to win the league, so this is done. <laughs> Um, so what's the future then of the podcast? So what do you just are you just gonna carry on doing what you're doing for now, or do you have any grand plans? Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, in terms of the podcast, I think we'd like to carry on with what we're doing for for as long as people are going to continue listening to it, like Oxley mentioned earlier on. But there's a lot of stuff we'd like to do with the website. I think in in the sort of few, in the near future, we we wouldn't mind getting Life Scout set up. It, the only issue is it costs quite a lot of money. But once we get that. It basically, for people who don't know, it's a massive database full of football stats for, uh, for mainly used by scouts and journalists. So we want to get hold of that. And then once we've got that, we can start to do a lot more written pieces on our, on our website as well. Uh, so that's sort of like the, the aim in the future. But uh, yeah, for now, we're just seeing where things go. Uh, I, I know that you're interested in setting up a, a fanzine for Chesterfield as well or something like that. Uh, so anything like that, uh, we, we'd, lo- we'd love to get involved in, really. It'd be great. Yeah, I'd really like an old an old style paper fanzine because I used to mm. love them. I remember when they used to sell them outside, uh, like on the walk to Saltergate, they'd be selling them just on the street. Um, so I think it would be nice to do a just like uh, and a totally paper. There's no digital version of it. Oh, so it's yeah. only available paper wise. Um, and maybe do like four a year, do like one a, one a quarter or something like that. It would be quite fun, wouldn't it? Uh, we're just considering a name for it. So if anyone's got an idea of a name, I quite fancy calling it Linda's Sandwich Shop. Or like Randall's Gospel Squad, because that was the, that was the <laughs> Sunday morning. Everyone that didn't play on the Saturday had to do the Gospel Squad on the Sunday morning. So uh, if anyone has any, but I, we'll call it Soderbergh's. <laughs> Soderberg safe hands. So we'll we'll call it something. Yeah, it's um, a bit. Right. Like our name of the you know podcast lets us down now because it's Spy Rights Right. It was named because we were going to write, and yeah. we've 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 come too far now. I can't I can't I can't change it. That's what we're known as. So it's, 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 it's like, this article we actually wrote. I think it was the playoff one last year, wasn't it? Last year, have, yeah. 12 months ago, I think, was the last article that we actually wrote. So there you go. Spy rights don't write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my podcast is about legends, and your podcast is about current football, or current footballers and current team. So as a bit of a merge, <laughs> which, which current Chesterfield player, you can only pick one, in 10 years' time, will we look back on as the biggest legend? Either because of what they've achieved elsewhere or what they've achieved with us. Abby Shimanga. Yeah. I think it's got to be. He's going places, that kid. He, you know, how old is he now? 20, 24, four, isn't he? 25, something like that. I, I genuinely think he could already play probably at League One level. I don't think he'd look out of place there. And I could see him going on to the Premier League in the future. I, really, I genuinely can um, I think he's got his head strapped on right and he's got the sort of right mentality for it as well. So, yeah, I reckon Kabongo Shimanga is a name to look out for in, in the um, the big leagues. 
everyone in agreement. Any other names? I'm thinking like the other end now, because you could go like one of the older team members of the squad and think as manager. Mm. You know, you could you could go at that end. You wouldn't want Gav Gunning as your manager, I don't think. Could you could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> pretty imagine much would be interesting, wouldn't they? God. <laughs> uh... Yeah. I mean I in terms of like folk heroes for Chesterfield, I, I think Tom Denton will go down in history. We will be talking about him in 30, 40 years as, you know, I remember when we all called him the go and, and things like that, because it has become a bit of a, a meme now, hasn't it? And um, so, yeah, I think in the future, maybe maybe people will look back on, on Denton in those terms as well. And and which player, if any player is going to play like three, 400 games for us in the current team and be like the person that's here for like 10 years, um, who's that going to be? Jamie Grimes, that's what I'm going with. The Vikings. I, I don't think he's got another 10 years in his mind, but no. <laughs> <laughs> if he could stay with us forever, I think I'd take him. <laughs> um, I, I can see Maguire staying for a while, to be honest. Yeah. I think he already, he's already the best sort of player out from the back centre half that we've got. So he, we know that he fits into Paul Cook's style of football. He'll probably be here next season at the very least. Uh, and yeah, those players, you know. Came through our academy. He's a local lad, um, and yeah, I, I can see him staying for ages and really being a mainstay for us. Yeah, isn't I, he already our? Sorry, go on. No, you go. I was going to say, isn't he already our longest-serving player anyway? Um, I, I want to say he's been here for like seven years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're on uh, I think on um, eBay at the moment. There's a like a bit of training gear from like five or six years ago that someone's selling on eBay. And it has a number on it, and it is Maguire's squad number from when he was like number 37 or something. So you can buy Lawrence Maguire's tracksuit top, I think, on eBay at the moment, <laughs> about 25 quid from a few years ago. must have that one, isn't it? I, I definitely think he was the one because amongst all the players at the moment, he's the one that I, I think if we kept offering him contracts, he wouldn't probably look elsewhere as long as we were offering him something. I don't think he'd look elsewhere in, a, in the same yeah. way that like a Bladderwick or someone like that, or even like a Jamie Hewitt. You know, you could see when when Maguire's 32-33, he's scoring the goal at the end of a match that does something or other in a cup run or a championship or something like that. So, all right, so who is going to be the cult hero? So who is going to be the person that people look back on and go, God, he was a bit bonkers or he was uh, a bit special or he was really good, but... How come he never did anything? Uh, you know, who's that <laughs> guy? That's got to be Tom Denton, hasn't it? I think. Um, I mean, if, if you think about it, we had, we had some great players the last time Paul Cook was here, but the one player that still gets mentioned seven or eight years later is Armand Nandrier for me, that you hear him being brought up constantly. And he was that kind of player, wasn't he? The uh, enigma, shall we say. You never knew what you were going to get from him. And he'd pull off a fantastic shot from like 30 yards out against Long Eaton or whatever it was. Or he'd like just fall on his bottom and completely miss something. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Denton. Not I'm saying that, that he's that kind of player, but he, he's had a big impact with the fans. I would say, um, and I feel like in ten years' time, people will be saying in the pub, "Oh, do you remember that Tom Denton? Do you remember how tall he was?" You know, I can see that being a topic of conversation. Jeff King's quite interactive on Twitter. Yes, mm. that could be another one as a court hero, just because he is. You know, you can message him and he replies, sort of thing. So he has got that fan interaction, and 
he's, he's a good player as well. Yeah. Um, I think Tom Den. I mean, not Tom Denton. Jeff King could be added into that list. Yeah, good shout. And the final question. So this would be a hard one. Uh, who is going to become the villain? So who will end up going to a rival club, scoring a goal against us that conspire that that means we do something or other in a match or he's going to be the guy that comes back and gets a red card because he smashes one of our players and he becomes a bit of a uh, a bit of a figure with us or something like that who's going to become the villain Ooh. it's a good question isn't it I mean in terms of like a red card I could you can maybe see like a Jack McCourt leaving the club coming back and we, we know what he can do in terms of his crunching tackles I could definitely <laughs> Where he slides in and destroys one of our midfielders or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't say James Rowe because he's a manager, not a player. But... <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I mean, though? I feel like he, he, he sort of has put himself into that villain role now. Uh, whereas before, I never loved him, but he's gone from hero to zero quite literally. But yeah, in terms of a player, I don't know. That's a really, really tough question. Mm. I'm not, not really sure. Mel, what about Melvin Minter going away, hardly ever played, playing a couple of cup games, goes somewhere else, does well. We need we need to win a game to get promoted. He saves a penalty or something. <laughs> you think, Melvin, why? You know? So what do you see happening for the rest of the season then? What's your prediction? Well, yeah, we, we seem to be making a making a um, a bit of a fist of getting into the playoffs, don't we? And I do think we'll uh, just about scrape in there. But as for actually going on and winning, them, I personally can't see it. To be honest with you, I just think there's too many other teams in the top seven who are in really good form at the moment. So uh, personally, I think the ship sailed on promotion this season. And um, to be honest, I back I back Cork to get his own squad in and um, and challenge next season. So I'm not overly disappointed about it, considering all the injuries and all the off the pitch. What about you, Tom? Uh, I don't want to say the word injuries, uh, but you know, it has kind of derailed the season. You know, we're, unfortunately, me and other Tom suffered Halifax on Monday. Mm. And, you, and you just think if you had Shimanga, Rowe, Jack Clark, Ollie Leakey playing, Carline. You know, who else am I missing? There's got to be some more people I can chuck in there. Luke Kroll. Luke Kroll. Do, do we lose that game? No. Not for well, me. Like, Carline, Clark and Rowe, have they even played 20 games between them this season? Because I think Carline only played about seven, eight, nine games or something. Clark's maybe played less than a handful. Rowe's Oops. played... <laughs> Rowe played 10, I think. Rowe Ro got, Ro got five goals there. in 10 games, which says, says it all about him. Probably only Sorry. played 20 games between them. It's, it's yeah. pretty much. <laughs> That's yeah. mental. Although mental. I broke my toe kicking a chair the other day. So uh, the first thing I thought was, if I was a footballer, if I was a Chesterfield footballer, how would I explain that I'm going to be out for like the next month with a broken toe? <laughs> 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 I uh, to finish off, so where can people listen to slash interact with you? Give yourself a plug. Oh, plug. Oof. I see oh, if well. you want to listen direct, go to Twitter. Yeah, I've got, a, you know, an addiction more than anything. So if you want messages, you normally find us on Twitter or, of course, the podcast that goes out on a Friday. 
normally it's 12 o'clock, but you never know these days what, what, what time it's going to be out. It's usually a Friday before the, the big kickoff on a Saturday. So uh, you can find us on social media, just use the at handle at Sparrow's right on Twitter and search Sparrow's right on Facebook and Instagram. And we should pop up on all reputable social media platforms. And Shaw can now break into the area and supported by Denton and Chester. There's Maguire, cleared as far as Denton and Chesterfield are back in front. To stop him, or maybe not. And Manchi continues, and there is the hat-trick. Tom Denton can claim the match ball.